Hey guys, my name's Jose Naharo, and first off, I just want to say happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Today, I'm gonna do a video that I wish someone would have done when not before I started investing into the stock market. I, I stock market is something that I didn't know was out there. I, I kind of knew it was out there, but I didn't know how easy it was to get into. So in today's video, I want to start to show you by the end of this video, you are going to be able to invest in the stock market and help your money grow. Because at the end of the day, we all want to reach financial freedom. And that's what I want this video to do. Not going to lie, when I first when, when I first thought about this video, I thought that I was going to do it as a paid course where I would show everything that I have learned about the stock market in the past five years and charge people to, to watch it. But I said, screw it. Everyone should know about this and how easy it is. So I'm just dropping out free. If you guys want to check out more, check out my YouTube channel. I promise every Thursday I'm going to show an introduction to the stock market. But by the end of this video, which I'm hoping will be less than an hour, you will know how to invest in the stock market and you will see the power of, of investing in the stock. So let's get started. So before, just a quick disclaimers, I am not a certified financial advisor, so make sure to talk to any certified financial advisor before doing any form of investments. Everything I'm going to show has been past results, historical information. This does not guarantee there's going to be future gain. At the end of the day, the market can be risky and volatile. These are things you should know, um, but I, like I said, I'm going to provide you with information to help you reduce that those risks. So first, I just want to show, talk about who am I, who, who I am, who am I, who I am, whichever. Um, just so you guys understand where I'm coming from. My name's Jose Naharo, and my career is engineering. I went to uh, I went to school for engineering. I did four years there, continuing to do my master's, and right now I'm working as an electrical engineer. I am 27 years old, and I have been learning about the stock market for about five years. And people might say, hey, five years seems like a short amount of time. Why would I want to listen to this guy? But let me tell you, in these five years alone, I have spent so much hours here devoted in reading, studying, that I have ever done for anything else. Even for engineering as a whole, I still feel that I have done more hours studying the stock market and reading about ways to invest than I have ever done for engineering. I have a YouTube channel, so if you guys are not watching this in YouTube, or if you guys are watching this through YouTube, make sure to subscribe to my channel, Jose Naharo Stocks, you're gonna see me there, and I post videos weekly. So let me, let, first thing, let's start off with some myths about investing. First, you need to start with a lot of money. This is completely false. You can begin with just $50. You can probably even begin with $5. Uh, you don't need a lot of money nowadays to start investing. Num myth number two, it takes so much time out of your life to invest. False. There's different types of investing. There's passive investing and there's active investing. Passive investing is actually the best way for anybody to get into the stock market, in my opinion. And it usually takes about, I want to say at most five minutes a paycheck to do. You can even automate, you can auto, even automate the system where you actually do it, where you don't have to worry about anything. So you don't, it takes no time out of your life. Three, myth number three, you need to be super smart to invest. False, again, remember how I said there's passive investing and there's active investing. With passive investing, you pretty much just invest in the stock market as a whole, so you don't have to worry about any, you don't have to like think about anything, you're just investing in the overall economy. So that's very simple to do. Myth number four, you will be rich in no time. Again, this is false, and if anybody's telling you otherwise, they're just trying to lie to you. 
the stock market is here. If you invest in passively in the stock market, it helps your money grow. It helps your money grow over time and over time. Myth number five, you can reach financial freedom. This is true. This one is true and that is why I invest because at the end of the day, I want to reach financial freedom. And I know investing in the stock market is one of the ways I want to, it's one of the ways that's going to achieve for me to get financial freedom. All right, so now why I invest. Now that you guys know the myths about investment and who I am, why do I invest? Number one, I want my money to work for me. Luckily, I am an engineer, so I do receive a nice amount of income. With that income, I want to create even more income. So I want my money to work for me. I want to reach financial freedom. I honestly don't want to work for the rest of my life. I want to be able to sit one day and do whatever I want to do. I could probably just want to do YouTube videos for the rest of my life. And I want to be able to get to that point. It helps me find other methods to make my money work. Most of the time I'm reading about these big investors and how they, they, how they, how they work the stock market. But while reading about these other investors, they also mention about different types of investments outside the stock market. So this helped um, me studying the stock market actually helps me find other type of investments. And finally, I actually enjoy it. Like I said, I, I work a full-time job, but when I come home, I spend hours and hours each day just reading about companies, just reading about stocks and anything about it. And that's because I truly enjoy it. All right, so before we begin, let's talk about the power of compound interest. And this is where the meat of stock investing happens. So there's a lot of controversy going on where people say saving is investing, but saving is not investing at all. Like having money in a savings account does not mean you're investing that money. Below in these two um, white pictures, I have the average returns of savings accounts and the average returns of the stock market. Right here, if we take a look, Average, uh, the average interest rates of a savings account is 0.1%, 0.1%. The average return of the stock market is 10% before inflation. So now I just want to show you the power of this. Let's say we have right now $1,000. Let's say we have $1,000 and every month we deposit $100. We all know we spend about $20 on food on week when we go out. So $100 is possible. Let's not lie to ourselves and say, hey, you guys can cut off some every week you guys if you guys go out to eat you can cut it off and you can save a hundred month a hundred dollars each month how much money do you think we will have in 20 years obviously i'm not that's a you don't have to do the math real quick i did it for you so in 20 years you you save two thousand you save twenty five thousand dollars so that's how much money you you physically have saved in these twenty thousand in these twenty twenty years if you save if you used one thousand dollars initially and you saved $100 each month for the next 20 years. If you saved it at a bank, if you saved that $25,000 in a bank, at the end, um, with all the interest, you made $255. So that's all you've made from, from, from your savings, $255. Now let's say if you sent that money to work in the stock market, you tripled your money. Your $25,000 actually becomes $75,000. You made $50,000. Let's look at this. $255 from the savings account to $50,000 in the stock market. And this is assuming the yearly return of 10%. We're going to talk more about this 10% in a bit, but just understand this. Now, let's stick on, imagine if you save $250. There might be some people, hey, $100, I can easily save a little more than that. If we save $250, you save $61,000. You save $61,000 in 
if you sit, if you put one thousand dollars at work at the first day, and every month after that you put two hundred and fifty dollars, so you have sixty-one thousand dollars. If you put that in the bank, you made six hundred dollars. That's all you made. If you put it in the stock market, your sixty-one thousand dollars becomes a hundred and seventy-eight thousand dollars. So now you see why I why I'm going to achieve. I'm not saying I might. This is why I'm going to achieve financial freedom when I invest in the stock market. So there you're like, Jose, why don't I just put all my money in the market? Ah, this is where you have to be smart and not put, you don't put all your eggs in one basket and that's what I do, right? So I personally would not put all my money in the stock market. Even though the average return is 10%, right? Remember I said the average return in the stock market is 10%. This does not mean that every year you gain 10%. This means some year you might gain 25%. Other years you might get, you might get, um, you might lose 50%. And that has happened. Imagine here, we, I took a quick screenshot of 2007 to 2009, the whole housing crisis in the United States. From 2007 to 2009, the stock market actually lost about 50%. So yes, imagine if you would have sold in 2009, you would have lost 50% of your money. And that's not something I want to do. But historically, you have only lost money in the stock market if you sold too early. So if you sold in 2009 when you bought in 2007, yes, you would have lost money. But if you would have held out till 2013, and now imagine now 2019, you would have made so much more money. Another thing, remember, every month you're putting $100. So your average price is actually decreasing when you're buying at these low prices. So you probably broke even a lot sooner than 2013. So historically, the only way you have lost money in the past in the stock market is if you sold too early. And again, that's, not, that's why I don't put all my money in the, in the stock market. I always have a savings account for in case of emergency. What if from 2007 to 2009, I wanted to do something with that money? Well, now I have lost half of my money during that time, so I, I can't do what I wanted to do. Uh, so that's why at the end of the day, you, have to, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. So some of the tips I follow, these are some of the rules I have. Always have a healthy amount of money in your bank account, in your savings. I usually shoot about three to six months of expenses, and that's what, that's what people recommend. That's what I shoot, uh, go around. If I don't have about three to six months of, of savings in my account, every paycheck put money into the bank and into the stock. So you have to divide that, right? Because if you just start putting money in your bank account, you know yourself, you're going to start pulling money out of it and you will never reach that three to six months. But if you split it up from the beginning, you're already adding money into the stock. Once I have reached three to six months, I start putting all the money that I was saving into investments not just the stock market into investments but you can see originally you can start off with just the stock market so then i put money that i don't want to see for the next five years because this is a long-term run if we take a look at this chart right if if i put my money in 2007 and i didn't care what happened in 2009 because i i told myself i need at least five years where i don't want to see this money by 2012 i would have been okay if i needed that money 
So be make sure you don't need that money for at least the next five years. I personally won't put money that I want to use for a house purchase. Right now, I'm trying to look, uh, my wife and I, we're trying to look for a house to buy for rental property. And that money that we're gonna use for a down payment I would not put in the stock market just because of how volatile it is. Imagine my luck, right? I would put the money right now in the stock market. It would be 2007, and now my the money that I was gonna use for down payment just lost 50%. So if I know I'm gonna use that money soon, I would not put it into the stock market. Don't check the account daily. Like I said, this is a long-term run, right? This is for, for the future. So you don't need to check daily. The market goes up, the market goes down, and so much can happen in between at the end of the day it's this is money for the long run and my final rule that i use is i make deposits each paycheck and be consistent i do have a video where i talk about where i show my portfolio and you guys can see how quick that money grows because i'm putting money into it every paycheck so now now that we know now that we know what kind of returns we can get from the stock market i'm going to show you guys how to buy stocks here in the united states so the first rule is to be over 18. The second rule is to open a brokerage account. The third thing is to link your stock account to a bank account, make automatic deposits, and buy stocks. Most of these are pretty straightforward. If you're over 18, you know if you're over 18. If you link a stock account to your bank account, if you use Benvo, if you use PayPal, you know how to do this. Make automatic deposit. Again, if you use any form of banking application, you know how to use this. The two I'm gonna talk about is how to open the brokerage account and how to buy stocks. So first, what is a broker? So a broker is pretty much just the middleman that, hey, if you wanna buy a stock, this person goes to the market, decides, it, this person knows who's buying and who's selling, so it does the transaction for you. It's just the middleman. There's different accounts, different types of brokers, and these are all I've used. Fidelity, Ameritrade, E-Trade, and Robinhood. Honestly, especially if you're starting off, Robinhood is my favorite. Robinhood is my favorite because it's so easy to use in your phone, and they also have a website. Their application is amazing, and they actually just started, they're starting new features that are meant for the small investors. Check out my comments, check out my pinned comments, or the description of the video to get a free stock when you register through Robinhood. We both get a free stock, so make sure to take advantage of that. So click that link and make sure you click it and subscribe and subscribe to Robinhood and we both get a free stock. At the end of the day, the best thing to do is find a broker that charges no commissions. And luck, like I said, right now is a great time to be a small investor because when I started investing just three to, like I said, five years ago, people, you, brokers used to charge $5 per trade. So now imagine me starting off, if I only wanted to invest $50, if I invested $50 and they charged me $5 a trade already, I was already losing 10% of my of my money. So why would I want to do that? And back then, you had to actually have a nice amount of money, sometimes over $1,000 each trade, just to make sure that commission was not eating you up. But now, all of these that I've recommended have zero commissions, and now it's a great time to be a small investor. With Robinhood, they're actually coming out with a new system which is you can buy fractional shares, which is even greater for small investors. Um, just to put it in perspective so you guys understand, right now, if you wanna buy Amazon stock, one share, one share of Amazon stock is $1,700 for just one share of Amazon stock. But, so imagine, you have to save $1,700 before you can buy one Amazon share. 
Robinhood is coming out with this new system where, hey, if you only have $50, you only buy $50 worth of that one share. So you only get a fraction of that one share, but hey, you're making that money work for you. Now you don't have to wait till $1,700 to make that money work for you. Now you can make that money work for you as soon as you can. So you can probably even buy, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure at the specific at the rules yet, but you can probably buy Amazon, a fraction of Amazon shares for just a dollar. So like I said, now is definitely a great time to be a small investor. So now before we learn how to buy stocks, um, we need to understand what do I mean by the stock market. First, let's understand what the market is. If you watch any form of news, Fox, CNN, ABC, NBC, whatever you watch, you will always see them talking about three things. The S&P 500, the Dow 30, and NASDAQ. These are the overall markets and first you might ask what are these so these are called indexes these are pretty much just the baseline of how the market is doing the s p 500 is a group of 500 stocks the best 500 stocks that meet some form of criteria and they're in all forms of industry if a stock starts to do bad uh, the stock gets removed and a better company gets moved in so look if you buy into the s p 500 you're pretty much just investing into five the 500 companies of the United States, the 500 best companies in the United States, and it's the best way to diversify. And someone else is already removing the bad, the bad companies and putting the new companies. You have the Dow 30. The Dow 30 are the st strongest 30 companies in the United States. Then you have the NASDAQ, which is about the 3,000, which has about 3,000 stocks in it. So these are pretty much just like small portfolios so when you're talking about the overall market the best way to do it is by grouping up every every company together and seeing what kind of returns they're doing and by this way you're diversifying everything right you have the best 500 stocks in there so one stock can do bad but the other 499 can be doing good and this overall tells you how the stock market is doing so remember earlier if you remember i mentioned that there's two types of investors there's the passive investor and there's the active investor the passive investor is, like I said, one of the quickest things to do. And on, the only thing the passive investor does is invest in these indexes. So the passive investor only buys the S&P 500, the Dow 30, and the NASDAQ. Sometimes they only buy one of them. And the most common is the S&P 500. Unfortunately, you can't invest into the indexes directly. So you can't go buy S&P 500. But there have been funds that have been created to mirror these indexes right because if you go to s p 500 it'll tell you the 500 companies in there so some some big hedge guy has created these 500 has created a fund that matches these 500 companies for example for the s p 500 you will see spy spy and if you take a look here where i was showing you guys the overall market before you can see here this is spy right here you can see ticker symbol spy and right now it's sitting at about over 300 dollars i think 320. If you want to invest in the NASDAQ, it's the QQQs, the three Qs. And if you want to do the Dow 30, the DIA. But like I said, most people always invest, when they invest in the overall market, they invest in SPY. And like I said, there's different forms of it. So you can see SPY, there's also the VOO, but the most common is the SPY. So just to reiterate, right, we're going to talk about rules I use to invest. Invest only money that I don't want to see for the next few years. Make sure to have money outside of market to be able to have money for any emergencies. Invest in every paycheck and don't put all your eggs in one basket. 
And as a passive investor, you're pretty much doing it. If you're buying the S&P 500, you're buying the 500 best companies. You're buying companies in oil. You're buying companies in healthcare. You're buying companies in the food, in technology, in social media, in gaming, because it has all these 500 companies, real estate. So this is the best way to not put all your eggs in one basket. And just in investments, right? At the end of the day, don't only invest in the stock market. Maybe later on, start looking on how to invest in real estate, how to invest in agriculture, how to invest in minerals and all this. So these are all things that future you're gonna learn how to do. So remember, I said there are two types of investors. There's the passive investor and there's the active investor. Actually, there's multiple, but these are the main two. I am a mix of, of these two and I'm going to explain to you what they are. So the passive investor, the passive investor just buys the overall market. So they don't have to worry about any specific company. They don't have to read. They don't have to read information about any companies because at the end of the day, they're invested in the overall market. It takes almost no time. You just automatically deposit money to your account. You just buy SPY and that's it that should take you less than two to three minutes each paycheck it has an average return of 10 percent. so when we talk about the average return of 10 percent in the stock market it is the people that have invested in spy in the long term you are diversified right because you're invested in the overall market you are in the 500 best companies one thing is you will never make those big returns right because on average it's if one even if one company does super good at the end of the day you're not going to get those big returns but as a passive investor, we saw, right, that twenty-five, that $65,000 working in the stock became one hundred and seventy-eight. So you still, you still make great returns. Even in real estate, real estate, on real estate, what, you make an average of 7%, um, 7% on rental real estate. Here you're making more than that. We saw historically the only way you can lose money is if the United States gets destroyed. In the past, obviously that's, that's not true, right? But in the past, the only way you've lost money is if you sold too early. You can wait out any loser and be a winner if you just have patience and wait enough, right? We can see this SPLI in 2007, 2009, when the stock market crashed due to the housing crisis, right? If you would have sold in 2009, you would have been a loser. If you would have sold 2013, 2017, anytime after 2013, you would have been a winner. So you can wait out being a loser and that's the great thing. Now let's talk about an active investor. So this is what I am. I'm an active investor because I buy companies individually. And yes, you can just go buy any company, but I take the time to study the company fully and do an analysis. I literally come home and I spend hours and hours reading about the company, about their numbers, about their financials, where they're doing, what they're going to do. And this is where it takes time, right? This is where, where it definitely takes time if you want to be an active investor. The good thing is if I pick a good company, I can 10 times my money in no time. If I pick such a great company that does so well, in the next five years, I can 10 times my investments. If I pick a bad company, though, I can lose all my money. An individual company can go bankrupt. And if an individual company goes bankrupt, I lose all my money that I invested. Um, you're not diversified unless you buy a lot of different companies. And if you're buying a lot of different companies, it means you're spending a lot of time reading analysis and doing analysis on each and every one of these companies. So this can add up and take multiple hours. Just to do 10 companies can take about 60 hours. Imagine that that is ridiculous. Um, so this is why active investor um, is not for the beginners. And the best way, in my opinion, if you're not into the stock market, 
is to enter as a passive investor to get your 10% return to be fully diversified and it takes no time to make your money work so like i said how do you how do i get my 10% i get my 10% by being a passive investor which means only investing in the overall market and the best thing about it is it only takes me a few minutes of paycheck so now that we know what's the so now we let's 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 look what you guys have learned in the past few minutes in the past 30 minutes you have understand the kind of returns that you can get from the stock market you understand now where you need to buy what you need to buy to buy the overall market you understand the indexes and when they talk about the s p 500 and all this you understand the risks that what what are the reasons you don't put all your money in the stock market so now let's do our first order so i opened up a fidelity account right i have fidelity it was easy for me to get screenshots but i use fidelity and Robinhood. like i said if you i recommend using Robinhood. Robinhood is such a great place for beginners and make sure to check out my description below or my pinned comment where we will both get a free stock if you sign up to Robinhood. so take advantage of that it can be a christmas gift for you and a christmas gift for me so here we go uh, I go here to my top right where it says search or get a quote in Robinhood you're gonna also get a search bar and you're just gonna put SPY so you're gonna put SPY and they'll give you a spy I call it spy right I don't know if it's actually called spy but you could put SPY and you will see this so first thing you're gonna see are the total price of the stock so I, I took a screenshot of this in December 6th we're actually in December 24th now so the price of SPY I think is 320 now but here you would get the price and this tells you the price of the stock this is what the last price was paid for for this company next you're gonna get the bid and ask so the, these are pretty simple and you need to know what these are so the bid is how much someone is willing to pay for it so at the moment someone is willing to pay for it uh, is, is willing to pay three hundred and twelve dollars um for for spy and then it tells you the ask someone is actually willing to sell it for three hundred dollars three hundred dollars three hundred and twelve dollars and ten cents so this is the bid and ask bid is how much you're willing to offer to to buy a share and ask is what someone's willing to accept to sell you a share the volume volume is very important um because it tells you how much someone is how many times the account has been how many times this stock has been traded back and forth so in this day alone 48 million shares of this trade has been has been traded and that's a good thing one thing you will learn volume which i'm going to do later on is if volume is pretty low if this company has pretty low volume then the difference between the bid and the ask are pretty wide right here we can see the difference between the bid and the ask is only one penny it's only one penny so that means this company is traded pretty good and that's a good thing to do so you want to make sure to only buy stocks that have volume i personally of 1 million or, or or higher so let's do our first order let's do the first order the first thing is you're going to have an action what you want to do is buy right we want to buy spy quantity is this you need to know how much money you have into your stock if you have if you put in a thousand dollars you will put three right because the most you can buy right now is three shares then right here you can if you click action you can do either buy or sell right that's pretty self-explanatory you can buy shares or you can sell the shares you have and you can like once you have shares if you have 10 shares and you just want to sell those 10 shares uh, you can sell them the only other thing that you need to know is the type of order type so there's three types there's two types of order types that i think anyone should know market order and limit order in Robinhood I think the default is market order 
market order what it does is when you hit market order it automatically pays the most what, what someone's asking so right here if you hit market order and you send the order it will send um, it would buy the shares at what the lowest ask price is and at this moment is three hundred and twelve dollars and ten cents so you would do that market order and it'll automatically give this guy three hundred dollars and twelve three hundred and twelve dollars and ten cents for a share for a stock like SPY where the difference between the bid and the ask is only a one penny market order works perfectly fine and this is but there's going to be eventually stocks that if you see the bid and the ask sometimes it might be a whole dollar apart and that's when you don't want to use market order and that's when you do limit order so limit order is when you put the max amount you would pay for a share so if we take a look at the next one right we have SPY we put SPY we want the action to buy we want to buy one share we put a quantity of share I put a limit order right now the current price is three hundred and fourteen dollars and eighty five cents my limit order I put a limit price this limit price is the max I would pay for a share so it, uh, the max I would pay for a share is three hundred and fourteen dollars and eighty three cents so right now this will only execute if the share sells for three hundred fourteen dollars and eighty three cents or lower time in force i put for the day because if it doesn't complete this day that's it i don't want to buy the stock another thing to know is the market is only open between 9 30 to 4 o'clock anytime that's the only time you should buy shares anytime outside of that almost no one is trading so don't as a beginner you don't want to trade outside of active hours in Robinhood and other platforms you actually can't trade after hours or before hours unless you ask for permission and like I said, for beginning investors, this is not something you want to do. You just want to trade within the hours because that's when everybody's trading and that's when all the volume is happening. So that's it. I mean, listen, guys, in three and less than what is this? In definitely less than one hour, it's probably less than 30 minutes. You now understand how what is the stock market, what kind of returns you can get in the stock market, how to put your money to work and how easy it is to buy it. So that's it. You're ready to make your money work as a passive investor not much more is needed to know all you need to know is hey i have my money i'm gonna go buy spy hey my paycheck came in i have more paycheck to come in let me go buy more spy rinse and repeat warren buffett and all of the greats say this is the best way to make your money grow by just buying the indexes and don't worry about other companies you eliminate a ton of risk by doing this because you diversify in 500 companies the overall market in my next class, I will talk about more stuff if you want to learn more about the investments. But in all honesty, if you just want to make your money grow and you don't want to learn about anything else about the stock market, this is it. That's all you need to know. Um, but if you want to spend more time learning, if you want to become an active investor, check out my other videos. Don't forget to subscribe at Jose Naharo Stocks. I will put more videos about other types of investments that I'm trying to get into. So like that, my money continues to grow and I reach that financial freedom with my wife. Historically proven, the only way to lose money in the that's being a passive investor is by selling too early. You can wait out any loser. You can wait out being a loser and become a winner. So like I said, subscribe to Jose Naharo Stocks or Twitter underscore Jose Naharo. Take care, guys. Have a Merry Christmas. Have a holiday, happy holidays. Make sure to share this video. I'm sure it would help someone. Like I said, this is a video I wish I would have watched before, right after high school. I, I, I just can't imagine 
the type of money I would have invested already if I knew the power of compound interest. So take care, guys. Take care. Have fun with your family and see you next time.